Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, this is Mike, co-host of Realistic Sustainability, the podcast, which you probably already know, but I'm also the author of A Beginner's Guide to Greening Your Life. That was the book that led to our Facebook page, our Facebook group, and, well, even this show. It offers tips on promoting your positive footprint while decreasing your carbon footprint. So, if you want to read what started all of this, get A Beginner's Guide to Greening Your Life, available on Amazon, eBay, Etsy, or just visit greeningyourlife.org for more information. Thank you for joining the sustainable movement and promoting a greener future. Hi, and welcome back to another Realistic Sustainability Educational Short. This week, I wrote a short about, do we have enough money to fix climate change? Well, it kind of irritated me while I was writing it, and I think you'll figure out why pretty quick. I know when I'm talking to people on this podcast that I'm really kind of preaching to the choir, but I think some of the stuff we tend to forget, like, do we have the money to fight climate change? What is that question? First of all, money's a mad main construct. Many countries can manipulate it because they have their own. And I know, I know, we always talk about, no, we can't, we can't just print more, that's not going to work, but in this case, you kind of can Most countries work within a financial system that allows them to manipulate it. It happens all the time. That's why when the United States was about to go through a housing crisis, well, they pulled more money out of a budget they said there was no money in, more money than NASA ever received. Yeah, the housing bailout gave the banks more money than NASA has ever received in its 50-plus years. So that week before when they said they had no money, mm, they had no money for what they were talking about. They had money. So when we talk about that, we're talking about climate change, a real physical thing, something that is happening on our planet. It's kind of a real deal. And we're talking about buying our way out of it. Does that seem weird to anybody else but me? We're going to use a man-made construct to get ourselves out of fixing a real physical problem? Now granted, we do need money. Money is how we run the system and so that we can fix our energy grid and all these things. But money is man-made, no different than Bitcoin or us saying how many gallons of water will it take to fix climate change? How many squirrels can I trade? All those things don't actually fix climate change. That's why when we see estimates from different websites or different companies, they're all over the map. One of the latest studies everybody talks about is from (laughs) globalgiving.org. They actually said it will be anywhere between $300 billion and $50 trillion over 20 years. Could they really pick a larger window? Ecosystems Marketplace, when they did the assessment, was from $1.6 trillion to $3.8 trillion. Also, a very large window, but not nearly as large as the last one it fits within. And then Forbes, when talking about a Morgan Stanley report, just flat out said $50 trillion or more. The reason why they can't pinpoint the cost is because it's an actual true physical problem. 
We're trying to buy our way out of it. And nothing irritates me more than trying to overcomplicate things. This isn't a money problem. It's a greed and global culture problem. The problem is our addictive culture. We want stuff. We want all these things, even if it means destroying parts of the planet. We always try to engineer our way out of things that just means use less. So it always drives me nuts when we buy our way out. In some of the earlier shorts, you heard me talking about that with Elon Musk and what I thought was happening with Bill Gates. Because for some reason, somehow, in my lifetime, because it wasn't in the beginning of my lifetime, somehow money became more important than animals, trees, or even human beings. How can I say that? Well, we're in the middle of a pandemic. And when you ask about human death when it comes to the pandemic to a politician, a lot of them just start talking about the economy. We weren't talking about the economy. We were talking about a physical condition, a virus which is real, and people dying. That has nothing to do with the economy. So halting climate change has known fixes. This is not a riddle that we haven't figured out. It's called living within our means, just like anybody else. Just like a rich person would tell a poor person, live within your means and you will be better. We have to work to get away from that consumer culture. It can't just be buy more things. When we buy something, it has to stay with us and be passed down. Companies are going to have to find a way to survive without having things purposely breaking so we have to buy another one. Planned obsolescence? Well, it's obsolete, and it has to go away. We have to decommission known polluters. I know, I know, everybody starts yelling economy again, but you know what really screws up the economy? Not having humans. Because the planet will be fine, it's the life on it that will have the problem. So, we have to start decommissioning these slowly but surely, working our way out of having all of these polluters. We've got to move towards solar, wind, things that are going to work, work long term, and not pollute while they're working. We have to respect the life of the ecosystem. We don't want to remove everything to put us there. We can blend. We can work together and work within the ecosystem. Buy less, use more. I know, I keep saying the same things over and over again, but it really is that easy. We just have to get rid of this internal need for more things. Grow our own food as often as we can. And yep, that comes from the guy who just used his town. So if you don't have land, there's ways to still do it. Borrow a friend's plot of land. Or ask your city. Mine said yes. We have to reduce the stresses on commercial agriculture. Buy regional. Buy from local farms. And yeah, sometimes it's more expensive. But that gives you the opportunity to actually get less and use less and waste less. Remember, 40% of food is wasted. Look at your household. Are you part of that 40%? If you are, you have an opportunity to stop that. You buy a little less, you use all of it. These are all things that we just have to make basic changes. That's why when, the, when you see on the news the discussions of do we have the money to fix climate change, no one can really answer the question because that's not how you fix it. You fix it through action change. We have to change the culture. So for those of you listening who are already doing these things, thank you. I'm trying. I'm not doing them all. I'm doing some of them pretty well, but not all of them. But I will keep trying, little bit by little bit, getting better and better. We will all become the examples. And sooner or later, these closed-minded politicians and people who don't necessarily pay attention to the importance of the planet are going to figure it out. They're going to have to join us. 
We know how to fix these things. It's just a matter of making sure people understand that money is not more important than life, no matter what that life is. They also have to understand change is not always painful. That if we integrate ourselves into society and into the ecosystem, we have a fighting chance to still have a high quality life and not damage the planet. I appreciate you listening. That's all I have for this week. If you like this episode, please share it on social media or with a friend or family member. Another way you can support realistic sustainability is becoming one of those monthly sustainers on our Anchor hosting site. Few people have done that. You can do it as low as 99 cents, and it really helps Nick and I out a little bit because I've learned it's really hard to constantly make podcasts. We did it because it was fun. Well, now it's still fun, but we better make sure we get them out on time. If you can't do any of those, don't worry about it. Please leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform because that helps us out too. It helps people find us in searches. It helps climb the rankings. It's all good stuff for us. So thank you again for listening. And just remember, we only have to get a little bit better each day. As long as we've done something a little better today than we did yesterday, we're making progress. We're doing it right. Little bit, little bit, big bit. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Feeling overwhelmed by climate change? Looking for sustainable and ethical brands to support? That Ethic is perfect for you. Ethic is a simple browser extension that helps you find sustainable and ethical brands online. Learn more at ethic.org. E-T-H-Y-K.org.